From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Voyager has exposure. Oops. We have more NPR criticism. This one from a professional. And Crypto Hotline Bling. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Thursday, June 23rd, 2022. Let's get into those crypto prices. Time is 8.13 Eastern Daylight Savings Time, and we have Bitcoin sitting at $20,680, up a percent in 24, down 2.2 in 7. Ethereum is at $1,108, up 1.11%. Tether's number 3, USDC is number 4, and BNB is number 5 at 225, up 4.6%. Rounding off the top 10, we have BUSD, Cardano, XRP, Solana, and Dogecoin. Total market cap is up 1.1% at $912.1 billion. We have a BTC dominance of 43.1 and an F dominance of 14.7. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day today is something I'm surprised we haven't covered yet. Algorand, ticker ALGO, or ALGO. It's ranked number 26 on CoinMarketCap. Its price is 32.6 cents. It's up 1.2% in 24. Its current market cap is 2.5 billion. Its fully diluted market cap is 3.2 billion, which means 69% is in circulation. So what is the all-time high for this algo? Well, it was three years ago at $3.28. It's down 90% since then. Its all-time low was two years ago. It's up only 200% since then. Its all-time low was 10.2 cents. You can buy Algo on Binance, Coinbase, KuCoin, Gate.io, Huobi, Binance.us, BitThumb, Bitfinex, Kraken. It's a top 30 coin, so you know you're going to get it everywhere. Now the question is, what does this thing, this coin, this whatever this is do? What is this? What is this? Well, Algorand is a self-sustaining, decentralized blockchain-based network that supports a wide range of applications. These systems are secure, scalable, and efficient. These are all critical properties for effective applications in the real world. Algorand will support computations that require reliable performance guarantees to create new forms of trust. The Algorand mainnet became live on June of 2019 and was able to handle almost 1 million transactions per day. And that's Algorand. Ticker ALGO, Algo, rank number 26 on CoinMarketCap. Moving into today's headlines, but first I'm going to start with the listener email because it talks about an article we've been talking about all week. Jason writes in and says, hey, Matthew, first of all, thanks for your podcast. I listen more or less every day while I'm on my way to or from the gym or yoga. I'd like to say that it always brightens my day, but I've invested heavily in Terra and Celsius. So I'll say I appreciate the information. So who am I? I want to introduce myself for context. I'm a solutions architect for the Juniper Networks Professional Service Division. 
onto the NPR article. I, too, with great uh, punctuation and grammar, by the way, thank you very much for your commas, I, too, am frustrated by the NPR article that you mentioned yesterday and referenced today in the listener questions comment section. However, I have a slightly deeper frustration in the article implies a misunderstanding of the capability of ISPs, which rings of the same technical misunderstandings that have often played conversations around QoS and net neutrality. Three key points here, which I can get into deeper if it would interest you. The first implication that playing with individual crypto transactions is somehow practicable for ISPs is misleading at best. While possible, without doing so in some very broad format like blocking DNS responses for common RPC endpoints, thus completely disconnecting typical users from blockchains until they work around it, doing so would be cost prohibitive and require some level of user or browser participation in their own censorship. Example, generally, SPs don't run firewalls except to secure their own infrastructure. Number two, such censorship is easily defeated with a VPN. <laughs> That's a very good and obvious point. Damn it. Okay. Should have just made that connection. And number three, a larger concern should be the amount of decentralized applications running on the small set of public clouds, which all have more blockchain expertise on their bench than ISPs do. Jason. And by the way, Jason, he put out a call. He said, my expertise and perspective, as outlined above, I have extensive experience in building designing and operating service provider networks and am engaged in some fashion with the most significant service providers in the United States. So if anybody would like Jason's services, email me. I will send you his information. Or Jason, <laughs> if that's okay, I will send that information. Um, and by the way, if you want Jason to go deeper, let me know. Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. But that's some good points. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That's like a dooming music sort of thing let me see if i can't find a clip uh, to insert there if not you just have my stupid voice <laughs> anyway voyager digital it plummets 60 percent after revealing it has 661 million dollars in exposure to our buddies three arrows capital they announced today that it may issue a notice of default to the struggling crypto investment firm three arrows capital if it fails to make loan repayments its exposure to the three arrows capital is 15,250 Bitcoin or $311 million at current prices and $350 million in USDC. The New York-based firm claims it made an initial request for a repayment of $25 million in USDC by June 24th of 2022, which is tomorrow, and a subsequent request of a repayment of the entire amount owed in USDC and Bitcoin by June 27th, which is in three or four days. So let me get this straight. They want $25 million tomorrow, and then the remaining, what, $587, million in four days? That doesn't seem reasonable, but oh, I don't know anything about the terms of the repayment or how this business really works, but that seems like a lot of money in four days. Neither of these amounts have been repaid, and failure by Three Arrows Capital to repay either requested amounts by these specified dates will constitute in the event of a default. Last week, Voyager secured a revolving line of credit from Alameda Research, including cash USD-based credit facility with an aggregated principal of $200 million and a revolving credit line of 15,000 Bitcoin. So here's the thing. Me and staking, just, you know, stories because I like to tell you stories sometimes. I saw the tea leaves, you know, with all of this. You know what they're doing. Fractional reserve banking and giving out loans and people are not using these loans to buy houses or assets. They're going back into the crypto market. It's just that's what they're doing. I mean, 
Okay, don't quote me on that. But I'm saying they're they're staking Bitcoin to buy Bitcoin, to stake Bitcoin to buy Bitcoin or alts or whatever, and they're paying back their loans. They're, they're, it's it's all about you know working the market. I mean that's what I think. I mean what else are they use doing with these kind of terms of the loan and the uh, it's not like a 30 year mortgage. It's like six months loans or three month loans. Anyway, I got my money out. Was getting it out of BlockFi and not getting that interest, even though they got a line of credit from Alameda Research or FTX or Sam Bateman Fried or whoever it was, um, was it stupid? No, it was the right decision. And we have to understand because a lot of people don't really put risk. Everybody talks about risk. Are you high risk? Are you risk on or risk adverse? But there's risk and there's stupidity, right? And so if you're doing something, putting your money in BlockFi, in Celsius, in Voyager, in itself is inherently risky. It is high risk. It's not the bank. It's not bonds. It's not stock. It's DeFi. It's these companies that are unregulated that came out of nowhere for the most part, and you're putting money in there to get interest. That is inherently risky. And anybody who does that should know you're taking a major risk with your money. However, when there's price volatility, number go down, number go down big, then your risk turns into not just high risk, but is it really worth it? According to chain analysis, legitimate use of crypto is far outpacing criminal usage. Just 0.15% of all transactions last year was involved in criminal usage. However, between 2019 and 2020, there was a quintupling of the total value looted by ransomware attackers from $144 million to $728 million. And that level is holding steady through 2022. Well, because of this, Chainalysis has now launched a crypto incident response program to assist organizations that have been targeted by hackers and ransomware to recover their funds. Targeted organizations that have opted for coverage from the unit will now gain access to a 24-7 hotline. And if you are wondering, is crypto going mainstream? There's a hotline now for hacks and ransomwares and fraud. <laughs> you tell me if it's going mainstream when there's a hotline. And now we're just waiting for Miss Cleo to come out with a hotline, 1-800-PREDICT-CRYPTO-PRICES, right? Coinbase announced today that it has plans to discontinue its advanced trader-focused Coinbase Pro service by the end of the year. It will be replaced by Advanced Trade, a service that offers comparable features, but will live inside the main Coinbase app and site. The company, however, has committed to honoring Coinbase Pro's fee structure in the new Advanced Trade section of Coinbase.com. Advanced Train is already live for desktop users, and Coinbase plans to roll out the mobile version in the coming weeks. Which makes sense because Binance has had this the whole time. I mean, even back in the day when they first launched, it was, it was um, I, I don't know what they called it. I think it was just like simple or basic and then advanced, basic and advanced. In Binance.us, they have more of like a, which I made a mistake of doing it. I didn't know that there was two different fee structures. Pissed me off because it was living in the same app or the same desktop site where you can buy it just like a Coinbase, just buy now with a flat fee and some kind of fees and you don't really mess with it, or you can trade normally, which I messed up and I know that there's two different things and there's two different free structures. I remember when first people started using Coinbase Pro, it was like, is this actually Coinbase? Which was always totally weird. We had to transfer funds between Coinbase and Coinbase Pro. I mean, the transfer was free and you got two different prices from the same company, but it was just such a faff to to do the whole moving money in and out and then you can connect your bank to one or the other or both and 
I'm actually really happy that they're doing this, just as long as they keep the same fee structure. Coinbase Pro is always weird, and it was always kind of like sketchy because you're like, am I on the right site? Is this really Coinbase? But anyway, I think it's going to be a good move, just as long as they keep that fee structure. Moving into NFT news, uh, NFT news is definitely not my favorite. Sometimes when there's businesses or artists or people doing cool stuff, that's great. But, you know, things like this, like actor Bill Murray will launch an NFT project in July. Uh, the NFT will include artwork, stories of his life and career, and access to events and Discord communities, which I, I'll, I'll tell you about it, I guess. Here's another one. Shopify adds NFT gated option for online retailers. Okay. And eBay snaps up NFT marketplace known origin. That's your NFT news today. Tether, the world's largest stablecoin issuer, said it would introduce a token peg to the British pound next month. The stablecoin GBPT, according to a company statement on Wednesday, an issue will be supported by the Ethereum blockchain. The Fed is closely watching the crypto world, but it isn't worried, according to statements from Fed Chief Jerome Powell, where he said in the Senate committee meeting that the banks saw no macroeconomics implications from Bitcoin in the wider crypto market during its volatile price swings. So that's great. Can we uh, get a spot Bitcoin ETF now, please? And finally, Binance.us is no longer charging fees for buying or selling Bitcoin with U.S. dollars. That includes eliminating fees for Bitcoin trades for the top three stablecoins, USDT, USDC, and BUSD. So just to say it again, if you buy Bitcoin with U.S. dollars or U.S. dollar-backed stablecoins, you are fee-free. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment. You can send me an email, matthewaron at decrypt.co, and I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, good luck hodling, everyone. <laughs>